0: listener oh it's actually afternoon
1: yes no nowhere near morning but they might be listening in the morning they might be do people listen to podcasts in the morning actually i do sometimes
0: i don't think we're a very morningy podcast
1: no um, we're more about well i don't know don't
0: know <laughs> you've got changed
1: yeah <laughs> yeah because i was still so, wearing my pajama top i was like oh
0: yeah, sudden costume change so that... So you... I just keep
1: doing, every time you look up, I'll just be wearing something different.
0: Yeah, like like in the Eurovision.
1: But that thing of like, I've got so many clothes and most of them are from charity shops. And yet when I want to wear something, I'm like, I have nothing to wear. <laughs> That's ridiculous. To... Like, why? It's because, yeah. It's just when, never what when you, you
0: are in that mode, is it you have an idea about what it is you want to yes, wear? Yes, yes. And why do you not buy that type of thing when you go shopping I
1: can't always find it
0: okay i think so that's, based...
1: that's, that's kind of why i go charity not why i go charity shopping because i i like it anyway I just like finding things but it's like often that like in general shops you can only buy whatever is like in fashion at the moment yeah and this is like i want to dress like annie hall or like i want to be like i want to look like a 40s the housewife i don't know like i i want something really specific i've got something really specific in mind it's like this, like endless search i've had for like lace up 80s lace up boots like molly ringwald wears in uh, the breakfast club that kind of like not heeled, just proper leather ankle boots that are laced up
0: can you I've post a link to, them. to a photo of these in the in the show notes so well no you know, it, won't let I li-
1: it won't let me put photos
0: no but just a link to a photo yeah be right. okay.
1: yeah
0: um and also then I'll keep an eye out for for mm. them because I'm not sure I mean I, I, I can tell you you have very exacting requirements That's so if I see the thing.
1: them one day yeah I found things that are approximate
0: yeah you do think about I mean I, 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 I accused you maybe it was too accusatory it was more like complimentary but the, you you focus on shoes and footwear quite a lot
1: I love footwear I love good yeah. shoes I yeah. also love outfits like uh, when I'm watching things generally that is what I know I'm just obsessed like I love costuming like in film and tv and things I'm just like sometimes I just like things literally just, like we watched this um Ad- uh, Daphne du Maurier film uh The Scapegoat it was quite good actually but mainly it's just like yes the costume's so good like I want that outfit I want that I just want to like jump into the film and take the outfit out
0: maybe you should um work do some amateur theater where Mm. you do costuming because people who do that do a lot of charity shop going on because also it gives you that amazing thing where they might give you a budget and you actually have to go and buy something for other people so you have the fun of buying clothes without the responsibility
1: because I don't really want to like go for this career because it would take a lot Mm. of like working up to it and I can't really be bothered but like in a parallel life that's what I'd love to do is be like yeah like either like someone in like as i to like design clothes like mikey does i couldn't do that i don't think i'm like inventive enough it's just like finding stuff but being like someone on like on a film set that like finds the props as well like mm-hmm. just get, what a fucking amazing job yeah like sourcing the the look and the
0: i think just to uh, oh. amateur dramatics level yeah that
1: could yeah,
0: be, yeah, fun. be cool yeah yeah it's weird, actually, isn't it? As well, that also in theatre. People don't wear normal clothes. It's like it's everyone, everyone's clothes is just are just nicer and more classy and more mm. kind of like shaped than people wear. In regular
1: yeah, really life. a bit different on theatre as well because it's got to look good from a distance rather than yeah. like up close on a close up. It's got to look yeah. realistic. I and... always think as well,
0: like in um musicals, I, I don't. They must be so much effort. You know, they like they're having to sing. Oh, yeah. and dance around and they were in this heavy kind of costume i was, I was reading well.
1: about um tov jansen was it where they did mm. a um no 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 it wasn't it was about uh beatrix potter and it was um when they did a ballet of her books of the piglin bland which i did see when i was a child i don't know if you remember it was like an 80s thing it had wayne wayne sleep in it um so it's like the the characters from beatrix potter but in a ballet and so they were wearing these huge animal heads and had to dance like complicated ballet while wearing these like really heavy costumes so fucking amazing oh. <laughs> just like how hard is that yeah see. it's impressive
0: that's i'm afraid that's triggered too many of the kind of like words <laughs> like which this. is which is no no <laughs> it's meant me i have to recall this thing that i did last week which oh. um uh, was on at the barbican called the bal de paris oh. where which Where you're in, did I tell you about this? You're in VR. So I've done done one or two things like this before, where you're wearing a VR headset and other people are, and you're in the same sort of shared space so you can sort of see each other in some form. Right. So the one I did before was at the... versace gallery and you were just these kind of like blob clouds so uh-huh. you it wasn't very clear that you you could sort of vaguely see other people but it was just a bit chaotic mm. And anyway, this one was so so much better you're in a much bigger space so it was about a seven by seven meter square kind of area i think there's about mm. 10 of us you put on the the, the he- headset and you have trackers on your arms and wrist and then you're in this kind of um wardrobe area and you get mm. to put on these costumes which were designed by chanel for the experience and i was with two of my male friends and we all ended up picking chanel dresses mm-hmm. because they just looked so much better mm. because also you kind of have this virtual body of us sort of you know beautiful sort of 20 year old or mm-hmm. something like that but then in that as well everyone's wearing wearing um animal masks oh, as well creepy. so I was like so it's, it's kind of strange You're Sort of I was saying about ballet and, and this kind of thing. Oh, no, it's, it's really quite nice. And and uh-huh. so there's sort of, it's, it's, it's very glitzy. It's sort of like 1920s uh-huh. sort of kind of uh-huh. Paris glamour. And yeah. so you put on the, you put on these costumes and then you sort of like float around in these various things, you know, sort of like on a floating you platform. Do? Well, you, the thing is, there's about, there's about eight of you who are in the experience, I think, um, viewing it in VR. And then they have two dancers, ballet dancers, who are sort of dancing and being the sort of the main actors in it. So there's this kind of it's, they have this sort of like on and off sort of love story where they're kind of like, you know, flirting and talking to each other and dancing. And that's and the thing that it, I, I don't know a bit, I don't know whether I'm, I'm sort of stupid or just didn't really work this out, but it's cause the, the, the dancers aren't wearing the VR headset. Cause I was like, how yeah. is it they're able to move so fluidly? And it's like, yeah, because yeah. not wearing the headset are they? So they still have the trackers on. So in the, okay. in VR, you can see where they are, but they yeah. just dance around you like in normal life. So of course it's very easy for them wow. to avoid you and, and dance very fluidly um and it was quite good i think it was really good it was sort of like oh, cool. a, a vr experience where it really took it to the next level yeah um but anyway yeah i think it's it's very i think it's a coming to the end of the season and b was sold out but okay. um i think we might see things like that again in the future and it was interesting this maybe, so that so maybe they were making allusions back to some of this stuff with their Animal head costumes and stuff.
1: I feel like you're really into shoes as well. Like you say it to me. I oh am yeah, like quite into shoes. You spend a yeah. lot of money on shoes and you yeah. don't talk about them just as much as me. Like I, you must have more than me. I would have thought. Yeah, you definitely I haven't, have more than me. Definitely.
0: I haven't counted. I know in new
1: so, i don't know it's weird that you're like 23 or 28 pairs of shoes yeah there you go like why are you saying that i am well i
0: had this problem that i used to go i past- like,
1: just was just telling you about buying a new pair of trainers that's one they're not even like yeah. exciting But so i was just like spent a long time trying to find those like which are now really comfy the length ones so i'm thinking of um i can't really afford it but to get some brogues from them as well the only thing is that they're kind of wide is that a problem? So they've yeah Cause then they don't fit very well. Like if they're baggy you, round the
0: You got quite narrow feet.
1: Yeah, I have got quite narrow feet. Oh, and this yeah. is the thing of buying like really nice brogues, because like in the cobblers, they were like, well, if you look for like the proper made broke, like um now I've forgotten the makes, um churches. Churches and oaks. And one other that I can't remember. Anyway, um they're like, you know, they're they're made properly, they're stitched. So right. you know, he he was like just get them on ebay and he was like just look for your size in men's like it doesn't have to be women's and he was like and i can make them like as good as new kind of thing and they'll always be repairable but the thing is with men's is they're often like baggy around the width right so i don't know yeah it's a bit frustrating
0: do you have saved you searches that. set up on ebay yeah. to find these that's good
1: but I don't know I found some but then I just thought oh well, they just look like they're just gonna be too wide and then it's just gonna be annoying forever yeah
0: because
1: there's nothing you can do about that like if they because you can put a heel grip on which is what I did with these others and that makes it fit more snugly lengthwise but width wise what can you do nothing because even socks yeah. don't really help that
0: yeah
1: I suppose you could put Pretty. like those grip things on the side and that would like narrow them we should
0: we should go around some of the big yeah. secondhand booths oh. markets in London or the shops. There's like an enormous yeah. Beyond Retro. Um,
1: yeah, but they're so expensive. Happening. I feel like that's as expensive, Beyond Retro, yeah. as going to a new shop, which just annoys me. Because some of the stuff is like, this is just not even very good. It's just that yeah. it's like it's like 80s now as well. It's just like some kind of horrible nylon 80s jumper for like £30. So you like no that's not what i go charity shopping for like or thrift
0: shopping yeah it's
1: annoying do you know what i would just give anything well not anything, but like oh god i would so really really want to go back to this like where i went to in france with charles he had a um he somehow managed to blag as we were just saying probably anyway uh like a like a vendor's license to go to this outlet in Rouen I think it was um where he, it was just a warehouse of vintage clothes and it was the best experience I've ever like this is the main thing that we had like in common I think and him we just like loved clothes and like old clothes and it was just us no one else was there and it was literally a warehouse and there were like bins kind of like plastic bucket things like as high actually they were higher than me so I had to like step onto something to look into them filled with clothes so there'd be like one that was just filled with boots like leather boots from the like 40s that were like properly made and they were like all as if they hadn't been worn it wasn't like they were like worn out they were like things that had come from a factory and had never been worn and just been sitting somewhere. I don't understand it. I still don't get what this place was. And like, I just never knew this existed. So all the places like you're saying about the beyond retro type places that there were lots of in Paris, and they charge a lot. That's where they get all their clothes from. So you could only right. go there if you said like you had a shop and he just managed to get it and like, because he definitely didn't. Um, and like, and some of them would just have like dresses, like vintage dresses that were like fucking amazing and coats. And I spent, I remember a hundred euros, I didn't have very much money. And I got three coats, like dresses, shoes, these like vests that were these like proper vests from the like twenties. <laughs> I don't know like, it was mad. Oh, cause you just buy in bulk, you see. And so they right. were just like, Oh, they just sort of weighed it and went, Oh, give us this amount. And he sort of yeah. haggled it down. Right. And I've still got some of those things.
0: Nice.
1: From like 15 years ago. Yeah. God, I want to go back. How does one yeah, get it's... into that? You need a connection. Yeah.
0: <sighs> it's weird because finding something secondhand is so much more sort of satisfying because yes. well, it? it's like the only one. And so.
1: And also, it's like you wouldn't necessarily have gone to that shop. Or like yeah. bought that if it was new, but if it was like a fiver or a tenner in a charity shop, she's like, yeah, I have that. I just got like a silk dress recently and like I've got a few really nice dresses, a linen dress. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I have to think why. So I'm going to go to the prom, the uh, year 11's prom. I've said I'll go and I'm wondering mm-hmm. what to wear because
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't want to get like super dressed up. but It'd be nice to like dress nicely. Yeah, obviously, has to be kind of like respectable as well. (laughs) Some of the kids were asking me, they're like, "What? What are you going to wear?" And I was just like, "Well, wear like a huge pink (laughs) ball gown with a train. It would just be quite funny to like turn up with something like really extreme. (laughs) It's like outdo all the kids."
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think why not?
1: So we're on minute forty nine now, right?
0: I believe so. I didn't, I, I'm yeah. relying on you to check. Yeah. If, if we've recorded the same minute twice, so that'd Which be quite I, funny. Particularly yeah. if we say really, oh, no. like as to whether we say the same thing or completely not ourselves. Yeah, well, that's why I was
1: wondering when I was like watching it because it's sort of mm. all part of the same bit. I can't find it mm. now. Um, you start us off while I find.
0: Well, she she so they've been just to sort of as a catch-up, which is more for us than for the listener. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they're they're in they're at his his mum's place. And um, oh, yeah. she has this boyfriend called Gerard and mm. who is an amateur magician. Yeah. And um he's sort of done a few tricks, and then they somehow start talking about dreams. And um his, so his mum is so the minute begins with his mum saying he would he would be in bed and vomit, thinking his hands were tower blocks yeah and
1: um yeah
0: and, and stefan corrects it. it's like houses it? not tower blocks Mum. and it sort of has this flashback to him as a kid in in bed with the giant hands which i guess is just reusing the giant hands from the other scene but he's you know he well, obviously this has gondry, this reoccurring
1: but it's this gondry dream isn't it that he had about having big hands apparently oh
0: really yeah, oh, so yeah it's his own his dreams, experience right.
1: yeah apparently he uh... did he said he had this where he like was sick and would have this fever nightmare about having huge hands and it would like terrorize his sleep
0: that's interesting I mean there's a lot of stuff like that isn't it where you have kind of like artists sort of have something bizarre happen to them Mm. in a dream I mean maybe which is comes from something in real life and so the dream goes going on that and then you kind of you bring that into reality well I think
1: that is that part of that sensory thing that we've probably talked about before but like that kind of childhood fever thing where you have like a strange disproportionate like because I remember having those things where like things become like huge and then small and you feel I used to have this horrifying thing of like mm. when I had really bad fever of where and it's quite hard to explain but I have this sort of sense of oh, it was like the whole universe it was like I was outside of the universe and the world was just this huge place and then and then it would suddenly shrink to the size of a pin and and like that sensation of like that big to the tiny made me feel really sick which is a like fever thing where it's like Whoa, mm-hmm. like things it's probably to do with like your ears or i don't know i don't know what's to do with really blood pulsing or something but i remember it just actually horrified me and even just like describing it i can still remember the feeling of like Whoa, like so maybe it's to do with that, like your hands getting big, and then I don't know, maybe not.
0: Mm.
1: Really, but when um, uh, in the in French, what I thought she said what I've written down, I thought she said le like his hands are as big as le meuble, which is furniture. So it's interesting. Maybe I just misheard mm. it. Didn't think she said tower props, but um anyway. And there's like, yeah, I like the shot of like little Stefan in bed with his huge (laughs) hands. Yeah. Cute.
0: And then and so Gerard is sort of saying dreams can be very tiring, which is true. It's weird how a dream can tire you out. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Particularly yeah, you sometimes have you wake up and really sort of, oh, because you've done Mm. a lot. And just at the point you wake. And he was sort of and then he's talking about um slow wave and deep wave. And then Mm. um Stefan just kind of zones out and he's like, Oh, Jared is a guru, blah blah gurus, always oh, going blah, 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 and sort of how gurus are boring. And he's and he's like, mm. I think he says how that he's like, Why it's, my mum was full for gurus, my yeah. dad wasn't a guru. Yeah. Um so why did she like,
1: always fall for them then? If his dad wasn't, that doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, doesn't he? I think he also sort of says, you know, maybe she's looking to sort of find the answer in some sort of way so maybe sort of like playing mm. on that, that she's also kind of lost in a way and it's like hoping yeah.
1: that
0: some guru will have a kind of answer i mean it's a bit like that often isn't it? you know you have mm. these kinds of questions or problems that last forever and you just you know because, because people people do get a bit crazy i mean that's kind of a lot of i don't know you can see a lot of religious sort of things and stuff like that it's sort of about based yeah. on providing answers to big questions yeah, and, that people will take
1: But it does give Stefan an idea because it cuts like a cool animation on his screen thing in his dream room of a brain with a little homunculus running along (laughs) and the eyes Mm. going from left to right. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, uh, And then he's in his room in his dream room and he's saying, oh, the eyes. And then then he gets an idea and he's like, "Ah, I can control.
0: Does that uh, happen then? I can
1: control my eyes when I sleep. I don't have to be a slave.
0: I think that's the next minute.
1: Oh, sorry. (laughs)
0: Because doesn't he still say, because uh, oh, yeah. it then sort of zooms oh, yeah, yeah. Goes back in, because they're saying, are you in love? He sort of, he's yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And he then pictures himself knocking on Stephanie's door and trying to kiss mm. her and she slaps him down, yeah. which is probably appropriate if someone just tries to kiss you as soon as you open the door. Well, also
1: he's no treated her like shit.
0: That too, yeah.
1: So he does feel guilty about it, like he knows. Mm. But then it's suggesting that he is in love with Stephanie.
0: Neat. well and that when he's asked the question that's where his mind goes
1: what's his problem about her i don't Is really just, f- understand at this point like why doesn't he just
0: It's just problematic uh, i mean you know where this goes as well so i don't know i mean you know, yeah you know, sort of together, but i actually but...
1: can't really remember because it's so you, you sort of a um, just... dream like that i can't really okay. remember
0: so, so I, I don't, don't know, know whether they're ever going to get get it on and if they do whether it will make any sense
1: but why is he, like, so in denial about liking her? I don't really understand.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. And
1: why did he get off with some random girl? I mean, she was pretty hot. <laughs>
0: hmm. um, she wore more eyeliner. It just,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just whoever has the most eyeliner wins.
1: Uh, is that where it ends, And him talking to Stephanie? Uh, no. well, I,
0: think, I think he then starts, uh, Jared, I think, starts talking about um, REM. Mm. i don't think at that point he just, oh sorry so i completely next minute. Sits, mm. oh. yeah sorry i got that's fine.
1: confused so yeah he's, he's talking to stephanie and then yeah um yeah and then he starts kind of mansplaining
0: yeah uh, it's mansplaining isn't it totally. yeah i think yeah. that's also, what
1: Stefan's annoyed about i don't know
0: he used the acronym he, he said that rem stood for mm-hmm. i thought was
1: yeah. And then sure. Stefan says it wrong, which should be cute. He says, yes. He's like, don't you, do you know what it stands for REM? And he's like, rapid eye monotronics, which is a nice Stefan ism. Yeah. Monotronic. <laughs> monotronics. It's a much better name. I like it. Um, yeah. Why he's, was he, um,
0: the band REM called REM?
1: I don't think anyone knows. It's one okay. of these just like good answer. Yeah.
0: So and we don't even know if it is related to REM as a rapid eye movement
1: i think it is, it is but i don't know I why so. they were hmm. um, they've never revealed <laughs> maybe like a lot of band names it was just like oh it sounds good Let's <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> make it more interesting after the fact but maybe it isn't
0: when i was um at sixth form college we would do a little radio show there from this tiny broom cupboard under the stairs not this Ooh, again is. this
1: is from the first episode where i didn't remember
0: about the rem button
1: no about you doing the radio show oh right right
0: well they were we harking yeah. back to that all, mm. all listeners who have been listening from episode one <laughs> it was amazing the evening but but one of the things that's funny is when we like this friend of mine when we we went into I guess this was the first time she'd been in the recording studio which was absolutely tiny mm. uh, but it had sort of proportionally for how small it was it had this sort of relatively large mixing desk I so like wish that I could go back
1: and do this why did I not do it I'm annoyed
0: yeah. and uh yeah. so mixing desks you know I, I honestly think I think there's a lot of things like this, but I think I think mixing desks are one of those things that even amongst people who kind of use them in some way, they don't understand like ninety eight percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably a bit like a computer in many ways. Yeah. There's all these fucking knobs and faders and stuff like that, and yet people are probably just not using, really needed. They're uh, just using a little bit of stuff down the bottom left, anyway. Yeah. And so it's one of these things: was all these dials and buttons and stuff like that. Anyway, and this person came in and she was like, "Oh, I just saw I just saw REM somewhere, but I couldn't see it again." And it took like, it was like weeks and weeks later or something like that. We found there was actually one of the buttons said REM on it. What you mean, know one what of it, the
1: buttons? How did it work then? Did you have CDs you had to put on?
0: We, we had, yeah, we had a couple of CD players and yeah. then you went through the mixer and some other stuff, but there was, the, you, you know, the there's buttons, all this sort of like, then? because there's loads of buttons on the equal, like on, on the mixing desk where they sort of are like, for changing the amount of bass and the treble. And there was just one button that said REM for for reasons, but there was like, you know, about a hundred buttons. Well, it'd be but it had been written weird. on. No, no, no. That was just like whatever it did. So I mean, who knows what it did. It was probably for some sort of like sound. It was some probably sound sound type thing. You know, maybe we pressed it, maybe we didn't. There were all those buttons that they sort of like we pressed them and then a little red light came when we pressed it again, the light goes off. We don't know what it did. But it it was just weird that you know, she had that thing where you go in and your brain and your eyes fixate on something. So she was like, Oh, I saw the word REM, but then we're looking at the desk, being like, Well, where is it? We can't see it because there's so many things to look at. No, because it was there. I think she just, but you must have had that where sometimes you see something, you see it immediately, but Mm. then you can't find it again. Yeah, but
1: sometimes it can be the opposite. Like you see something, you think you see something and then it's not actually there.
0: Because we thought it was just, she thought she'd seen it and it wasn't there, but it actually was. Oh, that's But it was funny because it felt like we scanned, because also, you know, know, sometimes you sign that. I don't know, probably stands, later I'll do some research as to what an REM button might be doing on a mixing desk. Maybe
1: it just played REM, like, I thought you were um, like you press the button and it just played wall oh, no, no. to wall REM.
0: I think it probably did something like that's movies. weird again,
1: like the watch thing. I was just listening. I haven't listened to REM for ages, and something I was watching or something I heard a bit of something and I was just like, oh my god, I really want to listen to REM. And I was listening to some like rare singles just the other day. But it's been like years since I've probably listened to them because there's all these bands you know, like when you used to love bands and you play them over and over yeah and then there's just been like almost because they are so much part of that time and there's just like other music that I listen to now I just forget to like actually listen to them again like Beck I hardly ever listen to Beck anymore
0: and doesn't it then feel really weird when you do listen to them because it feels like your um sort of sense throws you back to that time
1: yes it's so
0: particularly as well I found that actually. like, the things because i used to listen to albums always that like independence. Yeah, so it's, it's less that the big hits remind me of it yeah and it'll be the more obscure tracks yeah you yeah, yeah. would kind of
1: or it's the order that they come as well it's like your brain then dictates yeah, the true. next song automatically yeah. yeah um yeah it's very weird which i, I don't really listen to albums so much anymore i do a bit not so much
0: although when i was young i think there's still things like that where it's like it was stuff that i'd recorded off the radio yeah and so you then your brain is like telling you that the, the dj is going to be saying blah blah, blah 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 that thing next yeah and yeah they don't it's just that one like, time recording
1: if you ever want to have that sensory experience like watch any of those old top of the pops like on the tv at the moment like they they're showing like top of the pops from 1992 Really, and me and Lucinda have watched a few, and it just is the weirdest experience because it's like, start playing them, and, and the whole thing is just like, whoa, it's like a time warp. You're literally just like, and, and these songs that you've forgotten about because yeah. they were just like one hit, you know, or like they were at number one for like fucking ages, and you're just like, oh my god, it's like literally just like, whoa, it just sucked back in. Time. I found it was so
0: strange as sort well of how Unif, how, how, um unifying top of the pops was you know the all yeah. kinds of different music was expected to just come on and play it and they were like no we're not gonna you know some bands will be like no we're not going to do it because they didn't like that you didn't get to actually perform
1: yeah but a
0: lot of them still went on anyway because I, mean, yeah. like, I was watching I a christmas and you were just like what are the smiths doing on pop of the top well, of pops? yeah i know just, it well, just well, feels yeah we strange. had
1: some very and, and there's ones that you've forgotten about like someone will come on and be like do you remember that song like don't break my Heart," my achy breaky mm-hmm. heart well, that, that guy was just like oh my god is that what he looked like i don't remember that he's like got a mullet and these like tight sort of weird jeans and like just like he's just walked out of i don't know the midwest and like <laughs> it's just so weird like alongside these sort of teenage pop 90s people it's just so bizarre
0: like it feels so in a weird way it almost feels like there was more because it, it's strange so yeah things can seem sort of like more out of place there that you sort of feel like there's more opportunity for anyone to just do anything now with youtube and things like that but actually maybe stuff is more kind of like you have to fit the mold what now so unconsciously yeah perhaps
1: i don't know I don't but know. they don't have charts in the same way now so no like, that's true it's not yeah. quite the same that's the thing that's why it's such a time warp because it's like everybody was listening to the... i just heard this thing someone talking on a podcast saying about how they thought Oh, it was Jarvis. It was Jarvis in an interview. He was saying Mm. he just doesn't understand pop music now. And he's like, that's fine. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, like, older. I'm not in that world anymore. But he's just like, I just don't get it, really. Um, And he was saying it used to be, like, with the charts and stuff that you felt like you had a stake in it. It was almost like a kind of, um, I never thought about it like this, but, like, you kind of, you'd buy your record that you liked Mm. and then you'd watch the charts and you'd be like, did I have some part in? Like they got to number one. Like I had some part in it. It's like you're yeah, kind of like involved. Each week. Yeah. yeah. And and it, because yes, everyone um... was like watching it, it was the same. But and also there was that thing that we probably had more. Well, no, it was always the case. It's like those things that are in the charts were like the mainstream, and they were not necessarily the cool things that you actually liked and were listening to. But every now and then, something that you genuinely did like that was really cool, like pulp got in the charts and it'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like alongside these like cheesy mainstream things.
0: He has a show yeah. on at the Gallery of Everything and it closes today mm. at 6 PM. Mm. I think, should I try along and go along? Let's try to see it. Oh, yeah. I was near to it the other day. Oh. That's what I meant to go to.
1: Well he's just written a book, sort of autobiographical book. I didn't realise. So that's what he's plugging at the moment.
0: Yeah, I guess that's it, is it? Mm, must be. Oh, so nearby oh um, well maybe i'll do it anyway then i don't know i wanted to go for a bike ride mm. um, just to
1: finish this minute though right yeah, so yeah. he's talking about the uh stephanie oh, yes. like that's where his mind goes and then he says does he say or like uh love extrapolates your rem because i've written that oh you? like
0: yeah i think something like multiplies i thought it was okay but is Wait, that he that must minute? he
1: must say extrapolate maybe it tra- in French or something where he translates it anyway yeah. um and I'm wondering like if he one of the reasons why he has this thing of like going to Stephanie and her slapping him is that he thinks if he tries to be with Stephanie he will fail so he's just like not confident enough yeah to go for it like he's kind of ashamed of himself.
0: Yeah I think that's yeah. still the next minute actually. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about the next minute because I haven't yeah. really watched it, so okay. it kind of let's, away. Let's but.
1: go on to it
0: oh no let's not
1: oh <laughs>
0: what what do you mean right now we have to stop yeah we've only got five minutes
1: oh yeah but in another thing
0: oh yeah yeah we will go on to, yeah yeah sorry
1: <laughs> yeah this one edit done. either this edit that done, bit people. out
0: or you've gone way behind the scenes as to this sort of all
1: right we're finished on minute 49 see you later listener